When the enemies within me picture me, my identities when they're checking my pedigree. This is my autobiography, more than a philosophy. Life is living, and I gotta be driven, given my history, rising above the odds of world war. You, world war, it's up, world war, it's you. I think we're fighting ourselves, world war, world war, it's you, world war, it's up. I think I'm fighting myself. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the World War You podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mansfield. And um, today's episode is a bit unorthodox. It's um, something that I don't think I'm, I've got enough credentials to speak on, but I believe it needs to be spoken about, especially in our generation and um, our people as Black people, as African people on the continent and in the diaspora, I feel this is something that we overlook a lot because of our background and probably the challenges that we face in life that we don't want to speak about certain things. And um, this is the issue of mental health, especially with black men. And um, I was speaking about this because just yesterday, I found out that a um, prominent South African rapper named Ricky Rick had passed away. And the cause of death is an apparent suicide. And a lot of people have been commenting online, you know, posting sentiments, people asking questions why, what went wrong, what was happening. And you can tell from the manner that a lot of people do not expect celebrities to go through certain things in life or certain challenges in life and also it shows the other side of the spectrum where you are not immune to life situations or life's obstacles because you're a celebrity or because you show exude a strong exterior and i just wanted to touch base on this because it's i've watched um, a lot of times um, we've seen what happened with tyrese when he broke down on the internet because he had not seen his daughter for two years. And we saw what happened with Will Smith as well, just, you know, sitting in front of your wife and then telling you they're having an affair. And pretty much Kanye wastes everyday life, you know, people questioning who do you think you are or what are you doing or what's happening with you, those kind of things. But a lot of people do not actually take into consideration that as much as you know we have these digital personas or you know digital profiles there's an actual human being at the end of that or at the other end of that conversation it could be a twitter handle it could be a facebook profile it could be an ig profile whatever that is there's an actual living human being at the, at the end of that. And that's the same that applies to celebrities as well, that they may look like they have it all, but deep down, we are all human. We all go through pretty much the same struggles emotionally, physically, and mentally that everyone else in the world uh, goes through. And what I've noticed personally is that for the average black man, it's difficult to show emotion. And not only is it difficult to show emotion, but it is also difficult to articulate that emotion. So 
as men, we want to, to talk about our emotions, but we do not know how to. And in other instances, we do not know who to talk to. And this is the cycle that I believe we need to break, especially in young people, in young black men, whether on the continent or in the diaspora, we need to break the cycle where we bottle in a lot of things, either because of fear of being reprimanded, like the examples I gave, Will Smith was turned into a meme. Tyrese crying was turned into a meme. That's how ruthless the internet is. And um, so it's either we are afraid of that happening to us or we actually do not have a safe place to go to. So there's a need for us as a community, as a people, to create avenues or to create spaces that are safe for young black men to actually go to and speak about the things that they feel about or the emotions that they are going through. Because believe it or not, I know the African context might want to challenge this, but mental health is a serious issue. Depression is a real disease. Anxiety is a real disease. And until we address them with the severance that they deserve to be addressed with, we are going to continue to bury young people who never had an opportunity to say out what they were going through or to seek help for what they were going through. I mean, Ricky Rick was only 34 years and he's left behind a very young family, a young wife and two children. And me being a father and having a young wife and two young kids as well, I can only feel for what they are really going through right now. And I cannot even begin to imagine what he was going through as a man for him to make that decision to say, you know what, this is it. This is the only way out. And I believe that our society as Africans has played a strong part in this, that we do not have a safe space or a safe place for us to actually say how we feel. Now, I read online, there was a Chinese saying that says, if you can hurt it, you can kill it. And this statement just came back to me when I was reading this Ricky Rick story that there's so many people out there who have strong exteriors so much that we start to think that these people cannot be hurt. We start to think that these people are indestructible. We start to think that these people are so strong and powerful. And we look at it from that context of celebrity or wealth or influence that Nah, this person cannot be depressed. I mean, they're rich. That's one less thing to worry about. So we never expect certain actions. And I guess which is why it's so, it's so heart-wrenching when it actually happens to people like that because we always want to ask the question, but what happened? Why? You know, I thought they had it all. I thought they were doing okay with life, but um, it's... It's not always like that. And, you know, I look at it from a perspective where we all know Superman, right? And um, Superman is pretty much two personalities in one. Um, there's Superman, the guy who came from Krypton, 
And there's Clark Kent, who's here on Earth. And Superman being indestructible, he's, he's been, you know, he's the ultimate superhero. But the one thing that I loved when I watched the movie Men of Steel was how when his father died, the farmer that had actually adopted him here on Earth, when he died, Superman cried and he was sad. And um, that just got me thinking that physically, this guy is untouchable. I mean, he can fly. He's got x-ray vision. He can shoot laser beams from his eyes. He can run at the speed of light. So physically, there is nothing that you can do to Superman. But losing the father that adopted him, not even his biological father, but losing a father that adopted him, who in many instances is different from him biologically. He cried and he was sad. And so there are people in life where, you know, you're, you're doing life, but you're doing life with um, a couple of personalities or even more. And what I mean by this is that you, in our generation, we have this saying that um, we call our siblings or our eldest siblings deputy parents. And this is a role that, you know, the oldest child in the house gets thrusted upon them whether they like it or they do not, to take care of their younger siblings. So in essence, they are now playing parent. But at the same time, they are also trying to balance how to take care of the actual parents. So you're, you're the pillar for your mother and your father, and you are the pillar as well for your siblings. And this is pretty much the African setup where if you are the oldest, you need to take care of the whole family. So in that regard, in that instance, you are playing the role of Superman or you are playing the role of Wonder Woman. You know, you are indestructible in that sense that you are taking care of everything around you, be it at, at, at home, be it at work, be it in society, you're taking care of certain things. But what people do not then realize is where does Superman go to when he feels sad? Or where does Superman actually go when he does not feel indestructible? Who does Superman talk to? How does Superman handle his emotion, his depression, his anxiety? Or how does Wonder Woman handle her depression and her anxiety? And as a society, these are things that we do not want to confront because we love the idea of Superman. We love the idea of Wonder Woman. But we don't want to address the reality that these people also have feelings. These people also have emotions. And where do they go when they feel they are in a tight spot? So for Superman, he had no one to talk to because no one would understand that this strong guy can emotionally crumble. And this is where that quote I, I said I read 
comes into mind that as long as you can hurt something, you can kill it. So even if Superman is indestructible externally, the fact that he feels emotion and pain means that he can be destructed. And the sad thing about emotional pain is that it is self-destructive. You literally kill yourself figuratively and in other instances, literally. So you put yourself in a place where you're, you're, you're struggling with, with, with thoughts and you do not know how to express those thoughts or where to express them to a place where you feel tired, you start to disintegrate from within. And I believe that as a society, as African or as black people, this is something that we need to challenge that. I know it's up to us to play Superman and to play Wonder Woman. But we need to figure out that there is a place where we will need help. And it is not a shameful thing to reach out and say, you know what, I'm struggling. I can't do this anymore. I know I've been doing this for so long. I know I've been taking care of mom and dad. I know I've been taking care of my siblings. But right now, just give me a day or two just to sort myself out because I'm not in the right headspace. We need to be able to have these conversations as a family, as a society. And also we just need to step back and have it and look at these, you know, Superman and Wonder Women and actually say, you know what, I see you. I see what you are doing. I see the effort that you are putting in. And I want to appreciate you for what you are doing. And I also want to tell you that even if you feel like you do not feel like Superman right now, or you don't feel like you're a Wonder Woman right now. I want you to know that you can come and have a conversation with me. I may not have the solution. I may not know what to do. But I will listen. I will give you a safe space. If it means we're going to cry together, let's cry. If it means we need to pray, let's pray. If it just means you want to vent and I just keep quiet and look at you, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And this is something that I strongly believe that as a society, as a people, especially our young generation, we need to cultivate. There is need for us to have safe spaces to go to, especially for young black men. It's not easy trying to juggle life. It's not easy trying to juggle school, work, a business, relationships, children, and life in general. It does not matter who you are what your status is in society or life, it is not an easy task. And you will need people. You will need people that you can actually go to and say, you know what, today I don't feel like this, or today I feel like this. They may not have the solution. They may not have anything to offer you. But just that they've allowed you to take it off your chest, I believe it will go a long way. Because was there someone who could have just, you know, gotten to Ricky and said, my guy, are you okay? Maybe he would have said something. But because we look at people, we idolize people and we put them on a pedestal as celebrities, we feel they are untouchable. 
but we are all human at the end of the day. What I go through, the next person goes through as well. So it is up to me to be my brother's keeper. It is up to me to look out for the next person. Just to say, to ask the question, are you okay? And the funniest thing is that with, with the advancements in technology, we've been brought so close to each other, but we, can, we are at our most foreign. We're at our most alien. Because you see how savage the internet is on Twitter, everywhere, on these social media platforms when people start berating people, you know, when people start throwing shade, you'll be surprised at some of the things that you see people saying that how would you feel if those same things were said to you or about you? You have people, you know, belittling people in a WhatsApp group. You are in the same space you know, literally the same space, but you have the audacity to dehumanize someone in a conversation. And so as far as technology has brought us together, it has also pushed us further from each other. Like there's been a desensitizing of the human factor or of the emotional factor in our correspondence and communication which I so believe that Clark Kent walks on earth with everyone else, but he is so different from the people that he walks around with. Wonder Woman walks on earth, but she is so different from the women around her. And because people are busy with their own lives, no one even realizes that there is an alien amongst us. So it's very difficult for people to actually connect at a personal level. I mean, you can pick up your call and call a friend. And one of the first things that you actually say in the call is, hey, how are you? And I've known, I've started to believe that we do that out of etiquette. It's just something that you need to do when you're speaking to someone. But we actually do not mean those words. We actually do not know. We actually do not want to know how you are doing. I'm simply asking, how are you doing? Because it's etiquette. It's the right thing to do. But I want us to take a step back and actually, when you ask someone, how are you doing? Actually pause and give them time to reflect on that question and then answer you. Do not just rush in to say, you know, how are you doing? I was thinking, let's do this, 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 and this. Actually pause, give them time to digest, take it in because you are missing a moment right there when you ask that genuine question for them to open up to you and tell you exactly what is going on. And you do not need to save anyone's life. People do not need to be saved in that sense. People just need a safe space where they can express themselves wholeheartedly, where they can pour themselves out. So I'm sending this one out to all the supermen and the wonder women out there who feel that they just need to show this strong exterior and bottle in or cover up what they are feeling inside. That do not let that pain that is inside you destroy you or consume you. You need to get to a place where you can speak out about how you're feeling. And as a society, we need to make it a culture that we check up on each other genuinely with a real concern and we need to be mindful of how we interact with people 
whether on the phone, via text, emails, social media, wherever. Like I said, we need to feel sensitive to the fact that there is a person at the other end of that profile. There is a real individual at the end of that digital character. There is a person that has emotions. There is a person that has feelings. There is a person that is going through struggles. There's a person that just woke up trying to figure out how they can survive that day. And you belittling them or, you know, calling them names or berating is not going to do their mental health any good. So as a society, I just want to leave this with us that as black people, we need to rewrite this part of culture. As black men, it is okay to say you're not okay. It is okay to cry. It is okay to just sit down and say, you know what, I'm tired, I need a rest. And it's also okay to do this with the people that are very close to you. It's okay to tell your wife, not today, I can't do it. I don't feel like doing it. I'm not in the right headspace to do this. It's okay to have that same conversation with your children. You know what, guys, I, I really know, I know you really want me to do this with you, but right now I cannot. I just need to work on me first so that I can give you my best. It is a thing that we need to cultivate as black men, as young black men, because our generation is the one that is mostly affected by this. And society, please do not watch us self-destruct. If you see something that is off, ask the question, are you okay? Speak up. When you see something that is not right, speak up. That is the only way we can save ourselves and save our generation. That is the only way we can impact the next generation as well. They need to see us doing it. They need to know that it's not okay for us to just go through life and sweep depression under a rug or sweep mental health under a rug because it's not manly to talk about your emotions or it's not manlike to cry. You're showing weakness. I believe for a man to actually cry, it shows strength because he's mastered that art to say, you know what, when things are not going okay, it's all right for me to do this. So that's all I just wanted to share with you guys. And to all the supermen and the wonder women in your lives, I just want you to take a moment, just pick up your phone today and just say, you know what, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do for me and I appreciate what you do for society. I appreciate what you do for our family. But I also want you to make sure you take care of yourself. If you ever need someone to talk to, I'm here to listen. Just, just give that person that's been strong in your life that assurance that they can count on you too when they need somewhere to go. Like I said, where does Superman go when he cannot be Superman? We need to create safe spaces for us as people to feel safe and to say exactly how we feel, to be emotionally vulnerable in order for us to be the best of ourselves. That's all I had to share with you guys this week. Hope you and yours are safe. And again, we'll catch you again next week.